Hi, I'm Case Ellers. And I'm Mark Jones. And this is the In It Together podcast. No matter what level of experience you have in real estate, navigating the ever-changing real estate market can be tricky. Each week, my co-host Mark and I will bring you valuable tips, tricks, and trade secrets from our favorite industry experts, colleagues, and friends. Sit back and relax because we're about to get started. But most of all, I hope you realize that no matter how complicated the real estate industry can be, you're going to walk away knowing we're in it together. On today's episode, we have Sasha Reddy joining us. She's uh, an Atlanta realtor selling over 21 units and $10 million in sales volume in 2022. And within her first eight months in the industry, she was recognized as an Atlanta Realtors Association top producing agent in the top 20, uh, top 15% rather, of all agents in the board. So Sasha, welcome to the show. Thank you guys. I'm excited to talk to you. Yeah, we're excited to have you here. So tell us a little bit about your background, like prior to getting into real estate. Sure. Um, I went to the University of Alabama, Roll Tide. That is how I found my way to the South. I grew up in New York and despite my lack of any accent, I am fully British. I'm from England. Um, nice. so that's, yeah, that's my fun fact because a lot of times people think I'm lying and even my boyfriend sometimes just looks at me and is like, you're not British. But <laughs> um, yep, born and bred. I am British, um, but found my way into the South by way of University of Alabama. I graduated in 2017 and I was working in advertising. I applied to one job in Midtown Atlanta. I got it. And I was like, good. I don't need the stress of finding a job. I'm moving to Midtown Atlanta. I rented an apartment just a block from where my office was. So I was very contained to Midtown for the longest time. Um, and I worked in the advertising and marketing industry for four or five years um, before COVID happened. And, and what was your role in advertising marketing? I was always on the account side. So okay. I did a lot of uh, management of clients. So voila, here we are. Um, and then, you know, I was working at smaller companies. So you wore many hats. So I also did a bit of digital marketing. So nice. helping with social media strategy and all of that kind of stuff. Very cool. Yeah. A natural transition into real it estate. You're already working with the you know people in, in a people business so yeah definitely a very people forward business you had to know how to manage expectations and have timelines and you know when to give it to people straight um so i did that for a while and then when covid hit my company cut everybody's salaries by 20 percent wow. and <laughs> i was still pretty entry level so i was not making a lot and then you get 20 percent off of that um and for a while, I was trying to be a team player and saying, it happens, there's a pandemic and, you know, salary cuts might as well come with that. Um, but we were routinely told that we were doing better than we ever had and all of this crazy stuff. And so me and some of the people on the team were kind of like, we're not seeing that. And that's when I really realized I want to work as hard as I want to work and it, get the reward for that. And that's right. when I thought I need to be my own, be my own boss, I guess is the kind of saying, even though your clients sometimes <laughs> get rank over you, <laughs> but right. I did my online course and while I had my full-time job and then 
took my test in February of 2021. I had to drive to Macon, Georgia, which I'd never been to in my entire life. <laughs> and um, I sat next to a guy who looked at me and he said, is it the first time you're taking this test? And I was like, yeah, I was, I was so bright eyed and bushy tailed. I had my coffee on the way there. And then he looked at me and he said, I've taken it eight times. Oh no. Eight times. <laughs> and I was like, oh. I'm about to fail this thing. I, I felt so good. And then I sat next to this man, but by the grace of God, <laughs> printed out the little piece of paper with the word so small, just said pass. And I was like, thank God, I'm not going to be here eight times with this guy over here. Right. Um, so I called my broker and I was like, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready to sell a house. And That's then I started awesome. here. <laughs> I love that. What yeah. a confidence killer. <laughs> like, I know. Yeah. Oh, I've taken I it eight so times. Good. So like, I felt so good. <laughs> I, I kind of want to figure out who it is so we could see if he's how, how he's doing, if he needs some help or not. Like, you know what I'm I mean? I'm going to guess he's on his ninth time. You know, <laughs> I didn't want to be rude, but I just really think that real estate might not be it. For right. Him. I mean, <laughs> I love the fact that someone is that dedicated to doing this, that they would take it eight times because it, it, yes. it costs every time you take it. Yeah. You know, so, he's probably really good with lead follow-up. It's just not. Yeah, he'd be great. <laughs> Someone I know an agent as a non-licensed admin. <laughs> right? I know an agent who I did not, I did not know this until they admitted it on a podcast, which I don't know, I would have been that brave, but he said he took the test in Florida 12 times and he's a good agent. Like wow. this, I was people just have trouble taking tests and you yeah, know, like, but, but it's also, it is an attitude thing. Like you could kind of tell when you meet someone, if they're you know, there's a difference between like, Hey, I'm not a good test taker. And I'm just like, yep, I'm just, not going to get it this time. Not sure. Yeah. yeah. He did make it very clear that he doesn't study. So. Oh, well. <laughs> okay. Well. My question good. for that is like, how's that working out for you? Yeah. <laughs> Let's look at the past eight times that you didn't right. study. Hmm. Well, so great follow-up, maybe not great at learning lessons. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should hire him to work for me, but not so right. real. Yeah. Oh, no, man. Well, well, Sasha, so funny that I didn't know you were from New York. Mm -hmm. I because what are you from upstate or what part? Yeah, I grew up in Ithaca, so central. I had a feeling because when I hear you, I thought you were from Canada. Oh, well, I'm actually half Canadian. Okay, well, that's <laughs> there we go. Yeah. No, I grew up in Long Island and I don't always have an accent, but I could tell when someone's from New York because they enunciate really well and they sound Canadian in a way. I don't know if you could sound Canadian, but um, that I just thought it was funny because I never would have put English. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Mom's side is British. Dad's side's Canadian. I was born in England. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, so I know that you have this transition with marketing and what what really made you decide like real estate was it for you? That's really what you wanted to pursue. Like what what was the driving force behind that? Um, my father would tell me that he has always told me to be in real estate. So he always takes that credit. Um, when I was, I think I was probably in high school, they linked me up with the realtor that they used to have a conversation about real estate. And I was probably like 17. So I was like, well, I'm not doing what my dad says. I'm going to the University of Alabama doing what I want. So <laughs> he'll, he'll tell you that he put me in real estate and he always knew I was going to be in real estate. But it was, it was really just, I've always had this more entrepreneurial spirit. And, you know, if I get an idea and I want to do something, I'm going to do it. 
And I just felt that in a more corporate environment, I, I didn't do very well. I have ADD. If you've talked to me for more than 10 minutes, you can probably tell, but I, I can't sit at a desk from nine to five. I was always getting in trouble because I was always walking around the office. I would go for walks on my lunch break. I just, I couldn't do it. And so I knew that I always had an appreciation for houses. I liked the look of houses and all that kind of stuff. And I knew that every day was going to be different and I would always be learning. And I think that's what really attracted it to me. Um, another big part was my, my realtor who his name's Heath. He's the compass now and he's awesome. Um, but he sold me two condos before I was ever in real estate. And I kind of saw what real estate could do for people. Like I bought this little condo for, I think $150,000. I painted the cabinets and did all these little updates and I sold it in one year. I don't live well in condos. Clearly mm. I sold it in one year for $20,000 more than what I bought it for. And then I bought a two bedroom, again, a condo, which I clearly didn't get the message that I don't like being that close right. to people. Um, but it didn't take you eight times. Yes, it didn't take me. <laughs> but, but I kind of saw, you know, I bought I bought this little one bedroom. It, it, it allowed me to buy a two bedroom. And then I sold the two bedroom and I bought a house. So I saw that, you know, it's a really good way to build wealth. And I wanted mm -hmm. other people to get that. That's all that that's really awesome. I mean, it, it's kind of like your dad knew you were destined. We, we talked to a lot of people who their families are not the most supportive of real estate or like they just don't like mine. Um, right. They didn't like consider it to be like a real thing. So I think that's super cool that your family was from the get go was like, you could do this. And yeah. we might have chuckled, yeah. chuckled a little bit because we're both severely ADD and <laughs> <laughs> medicated yeah. fully diagnosed yeah there we are there we yeah, are that's awesome um i love so, that your dad did that too because i think he was planting a seed because he knew that you'd get into the work world and go oh this is corporate america like yeah <laughs> it was brutal i had it was it was like classic corporate america like i was in a cubicle so oh. it was it was not it for me. I had a window. I was one of the only people that had a window. And I was so thankful because I could look out the window and like my brain could do other things. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, what would you say your superpower is in real estate? Um, I think something that I really am proud of is I'm not afraid to not sell you a house. And um, I'm very honest with my clients. I was able to do in my first year, a little more investor work and kind of construction work. So I've seen some watch outs. And so I bring that to my clients and someone will be, I always say to my clients, you're going to walk into a house and you're going to look up and be like, this is so beautiful. I love it. And when I walk into a house, I'm looking at floors, I'm looking at ceilings. Like I, I don't care about the light that's hanging there that you're obsessed with. So I, I bring that lens and I'm not afraid to tell a client, hey, I think if you buy this, it's going to be a money pit. And they definitely appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, that and that authenticity comes through. And the times yeah. I've spoken with you, you can just tell that you're a very genuine person. And that yeah. works in real estate. People want to work with someone that's going to be straight up with them. I agree. I think one thing I realized very quickly is that it's a long game and it would be so easy to sell someone a house and be on my merry way. Right. But if I want, if I want Case to refer me to his friend Mark, I need to do a good job with Case first. 
Exactly. Yes, yeah. you do. <laughs> I always look at it too, like, I'm going to have to sell this house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So from a selfish perspective too, there's always that. It's like, yeah, I not only do it not want my clients to make a bad decision. I don't want to end up listing a piece of, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I actually say that exact same line. I say, when we go to sell this house, I want you to make money and I want it to sell quickly. Yeah. yeah. That's really a little pre-selling yourself as the listing agent too. I love it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always assuming the sale. Love Do that. Do you have a favorite business book or podcast that you listen to? Um, I don't think this is a business book, but it is one of my favorite and it has helped my mindset tremendously. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Yeah, no, you can do it. Yeah. Well, it's the subtle art of. You can say it. Okay. Not the subtle fuck. art of not giving a fuck is my <laughs> favorite book. I constantly reread it. I have the hard copy book. I have the audiobook. Um, just for when I'm in the car, just because I do get in my head and, you know, a lot of real estate is selling yourself and I'm, I'm young and, and only in this a little over two years now. So it's really easy for me to be like, oh, well, I'm going against this guy and he has 15 years. So why would they choose me? Mm -hmm. And so that's just kind of my book that shakes up my mind and is like, no, who cares? Move forward you know, someone might say something nasty to me one day, I have my book, it tells me it doesn't freaking matter. People are miserable. Sometimes you just got to move forward. And while not a business book, it's, it's helped my business for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's part of the secret to being successful in real estate is sort of being detached from the outcome. Yeah, whether it's, you know, I don't care whether my clients buy this house, I just want them to be happy. So I want to make sure they make a good decision. Or if I don't get the listing, I don't get the listing. I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm not going to take it personally. Exactly. You have and to detach a little bit. Yeah. Detaching is, is my big thing. I mean, I've not taken listings that the seller just, I, I couldn't get aligned with pricing. And I had someone who it was over a million dollars. I'm one year or no, I'm two years in, but you know, that would have been like a really cool listing to have, but sure. I knew that it wouldn't sell. And so I didn't take it. And I just think there's no worse marketing than your sign standing there for like five months and it's like tipping over. And then it's like, God, this girl can't sell a house. So I think detaching and being okay with not getting something is, is fine. And there's a greater reason why you don't. And sometimes though, I will say this, people will have more respect for you when you say no. Yeah. And I mean, they have that, the saying, firstborn, second wife, third realtor. And I've been the third realtor multiple times. And honestly, I, I would get a lot of sellers who told me, they're like, yeah, so-and-so told me to do what you said initially, and I didn't listen. And now I, I kind of, even though I love working with you and you did a great job and we wouldn't be here if it weren't for you, I also feel like, oh, I should have listened to them first, you know? So- yeah. The fact that you're you're able to do that, I think people will have a lot more respect for you in the long term. And it's good that yeah. you recognize it now. So yeah. I mean, someone that I have a lot of respect for in Atlanta real estate is Anna Kalinsky. And I went to one of her talks probably a month ago now. And she said a line that really stuck with me. And she said, Don't be afraid to create scarcity in your business. And just that kind of landed with me. I mean. It's helped me protect my schedule more. Like this is when I do showings. It's helped me 
get contracts signed more because I'm saying, you know, in order for me to fully commit to you as a buyer, you need to sign this because that's how I operate. And I do think, like you said, people respect you more when you're creating scarcity and showing that you're a professional and just not Joe Blow who can open a door for you. Yeah. The interesting thing is like creating that scarcity in your business, you're coming from a place of abundance and creating abundance in your life because yeah. you're you're willing to walk away from someone if they can't be available when you are. Um, yeah. And you have to be okay with losing that business to get it. I agree 100%. Love that. And I guess my next question I had was, do you have an overarching philosophy for your business? Um, I think I always joke that I love the word now. And I think that's my overarching philosophy because I have my boundaries and I'm, it's going to be pretty hard for me to move them. I'm going to eat dinner with my boyfriend at night. I'm going to take my dog on a walk in the morning. Like, I know the lifestyle that I want and I want clients that want that for me and that respect me and I'm not afraid to say no. And if somebody is pushing me, kind of like what Mark was just saying, I'm coming from an abundance mindset where I can just say, nope, this isn't for me. There's something else for me. I've got to let this go. Love it. So where did you get this? It's a very mature mindset for someone as young as you are. Where, <laughs> where, where did you think that comes from? I don't know. Um, my mom's always been like that. You know, she's, she kind of does whatever and it's, it's her, you know, beats to her own drum, I guess, is the way to, to say it. I definitely didn't have that mindset growing up because my mom always jokes that I would always give her crap because she never wanted to go hang out with like my friends, moms and do all those kind of things. And my mom was just like, that's not where I get my energy. I have no interest. She likes being with her dog. She likes being at home. She likes gardening. And so I think seeing that and like, she's made out all right. And I've realized, okay, it's fine to be like that. Um, I don't, but I don't know truly where it came from, but I just know it always hasn't been there because I've definitely burned myself out in the past. Gotcha. Well, I, your mom's done a good job role modeling it. Then. Yeah, she has. She's a good one. That's awesome. So we do this podcast to inspire other entrepreneurs and, you know, get them excited about the business and give them some sort of wisdom they can take away. So what's the best piece of advice you've received that you would want to pass along? I think, again, just kind of sticking to my theme, um, just not being afraid to know what you will do and won't do and really creating those boundaries and when you get your first client, it's so easy to want to like move mountains for them and do crazy things like show a property at 11 PM. I mean, when I first started, I remember I, I took a call at 11 PM and my boyfriend just looked at me and he was like, what are you doing? That client is going to call you at 11 PM now until you guys close and maybe even mm -hmm. after. And so I haven't done it ever since, but, um, but I think, just knowing that standing your ground may feel like you're not helping your clients, but it really is. Mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're viewing you as the professional when you're doing something like that. Yeah. Well, and, and to, for them to take your advice on other things when it comes time for, you know, pricing and making offers and negotiating, you need that trust built in. If you haven't earned it on yeah. the front end, then it's going to be really hard for them to respect you and your opinion when you're, you really need them to listen. Yeah, that's really true. Um, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, 
What's the best way to do that? Um, I'm all over social media. So Sasha Realty, S-A-C-H-A Realty. And then um, I'm always a text away, a phone call away. So they can, they can do that too. And she will not answer your call at 11 o'clock at night, people. Mm -mm. You know, <laughs> to be honest, my voicemail says, if you call me after seven next day. So setting those expectations, it's such a great framework for a business. It's like part of the foundation of a, a house. It has to be solid. It does. I definitely agree. Awesome. Well, that's all for us today. And we hope you enjoy our segment. Sasha, thank you so much for coming on. And it was really fun talking to you. Um, please don't forget to like and rate our podcast on your preferred podcast platform, because the more ratings we get, the more we could connect with cool people like yourself. I'm Case Ellers. And I'm Mark Jones. And we're in it together. <laughs>